Welcome back to another episode of Bird Bros. It's Ron Brown here. And along with me is A.V. No Trent, nope. no A.D. tonight. Just us two uh, talking about everything that's been happening the past week or so. How's it going, bro? Hey, man, we out here, man. Bird Bros. Let's get it. Yeah, A.V. has had a week or two to rest the vocal cords as we had a bye week as well. So A.V. is back. He's 100% ready to talk about the Falcons. Uh had a few injuries in that last game against Buffalo, and now got some guys coming back. You got Julio, Ryan Schrader, uh, Ricardo Allen. Who else uh, was on that injury report? Uh, yeah, Mohamed Sanu. He probably is is not going to go. They uh, Dan Quinn said he participated in walkthroughs, um, but it's still not still has not practiced. So uh, I would think he'd probably be doubtful for Sunday. Um, and then you also look at somebody like um, uh, Matt Bryant, you know, our, our kicker, our money guy, you know, he's right. battling a back injury. Um, so the Falcons signed my, um, Mike Myers, uh, no relation to the ha- Halloween uh, monster. No but, S um, on the end, no S. You know how black folks like, y'all like to put S on the end and stuff. Mike Myers. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, they signed Mike Myers to the practice squad, so. Uh, I would think it'd be a game time game time decision to see if Matt Bryant actually kicks uh, this Sunday for us. Yeah, I think I need to pay more play close attention to that development because I just added Matt, uh, Matt Bryant on my my fantasy team. So you know, we we can't we never underestimate or we never we kind we kind of do take for granted how automatic uh, the other Matty Ice has been, but that's something we definitely need to pay attention to coming up against uh, Miami. Who uh you know they've had some they've been in the news for not the right reasons with uh their O line coach snorting a powdery substance I guess we're gonna call it cocaina Co- cocaina <laughs> uh, man I wish I I wish we'd have had the other two fellas on and also uh, Manny who was on, on with us in the preseason he's a Dolphins fan man there's been a lot of trash talk going on a lot of jokes but uh, yeah that team there. Then they've had some injuries as well. So, I mean, looking ahead to Miami, what what do you think about this matchup? Is this another? I know I was remembering the group me. You were saying, you know, you all were debating is what is the statement game and all this. But this Miami game coming off of that loss is this another big one or or how do you view it? Yeah, this is a huge one. I mean, if you, if you look at what's going on um, in the league, you look at what's going on in the division. I mean. Carolina's currently, you know, at home tied up playing Philadelphia. But if Carolina wins this game, you're looking at a Carolina team that's five and one, you know, really starting to put a little bit of pressure on us to keep pace. So um, either way, it's a huge game uh, for for the Falcons. So um, I think when we were talking in the group text, it was more so about, um, you know, some of the guys coming back from injury. And my point was, you know, I want the guys to come back. But I feel like Miami is a game we should be able to get by a team like Miami. I know they're two and two. I know they got a top ten defense. I know they got Sue and Wake and all those guys in the middle of that that defensive front. But this is a team that struggles to score. I think Jay Cutler had what ninety five yards passing um, their last game. Um, I mean, this is a team that got shut out by the Saints. Think about that. The Saints, one of the worst defenses in the league, shut them out in London a few weeks ago. So. Um, They struggle to score. They've only scored, I mean, they're averaging 10 points a game uh, so far this season. Um, If you look at some of the guys you you mentioned as far as key injuries, 
Um, Jay Ajayi, he's got a knee injury. You know, he may or may not play. Uh, Devontae Parker, the wide receiver, he's battling with um, injuries. Uh, Larry Tunzel, the offensive lineman uh, out of Ole Miss, he's battling with injuries. So when you look at some of the key guys, you know, who have had all these injuries recently, they, they already struggle to score when fully healthy. They're going to have a tough time with these guys who are already banged up. Um, who they, you know, these are their starters. These aren't like backups. These are their main guys. So um, I would think this would be a game the Falcons would get after some guys. Um, and speaking of a guy we didn't mention as far as injury report, Vic Beasley, um, he has been practicing. I'm not sure if he is actually going to play or not. He may still be a week or two away from uh, from returning to action. But seeing him back on the on the practice field is an encouraging sign with that that hamstring. So. Sure. Um, I think the, I mean I think the Falcons. This would be a game that they win handily. Uh, that has not been the case. They still kind of been a little little uneven um, so far this season. So I mean I'm hopeful that you know on uh, on Sunday they're able to really just dominate this team. Don't make it close. You know no turnovers. Let's get after these guys and, and put them away as quickly as we can. But um, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a battle. I mean it's still the NFL. This isn't you know college football. You're still going to have to, you know, get after it. But this should be a game that the Falcons win. Um, and, and they should win it, you know, pretty convincingly, in my opinion. Yeah. And then, I mean, coming off of not last week, week before last, that loss against Buffalo where, you know, you come down to that final drive, basically. And, and then that brings up another point, man. Questionable play calling. We kind of really abandoned the run and passed on third and one, I think. Do we pass on second down? I know we definitely passed on third and fourth down. We mm-hmm. only need one yard to gain. I, I can't remember the timeout situation, but, I mean, that's another question. I know Trent is always very uh, – he's always criticizing the offensive calls, no matter who's the OC. So, I, <laughs> yeah, on that true. point, like, I was on Trent's side. It's like, what are we doing when you got Devontae Freeman who can get you – you know, you got a couple guys that can get you some yards on the ground. Yeah, I mean, it's something – at some point, you know, we will learn to run the ball against the AFC East team in a close game. At some point. I'm not <laughs> sure when when that point will be reached, but, I mean, I, I would hope that – I mean, I, I kind of feel like early in the year we're still kind of testing some things out, trying to get com- our comfort level. So, in a way, I'm okay that we haven't, like, peaked or, like, hit our stride yet, but it needs to happen, you know, within the next few weeks, especially with some big games coming up. You know, we got New England, you know, on the road in a couple weeks – um, we start to get into our divisional games, you know, here and within the next month or so. So we got some big contests coming up. The easy part of the schedule is, is almost behind us. So we need to make as much hay as we can, especially playing a team, like we said, in Miami that's, that's beat up. They, they've struggled. They're a mess with all the off-the-field stuff. Yeah. Um, but, but if we look at just specifically the offensive play calendar for the Falcons in that game against Buffalo, yeah, they um, – it, it wasn't our finest, uh, our finest moment. That was probably the some of the worst offensive football I've seen from the Falcons in several years. I mean, and maybe then, even going back to 2014. And I don't, I don't want to be a sore loser, but some of the some of the uh, calls by the refs were kind of questionable. I, I thought, yeah, the, definitely the, the, the play, arm. Yeah, the the Matt Ryan situation was, yeah. was horrible. I've never seen a play like that where a fumble. Um, is called on what looked like – I mean, it was an incomplete pass. I've never seen that called in that way for a fumble. But um, Well, I mean, I guess you, it kind of happened again uh, in our favor with Aaron Rodgers. So. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. 
But, uh, you know, if you leave it up to, uh, to the refs to make calls on your behalf, you know, you put yourself in that position and go either way. So, you know, mm-hmm. Matt's got to have a better sense of security and he's got to be better with, uh, with the ball, you know, in that moment. So be a big game, interesting game. I, I hope I get to check it out, check most of it out. I'll be down there in the A. Hey, hey. Had to that's call what's up. Audible and come down, coming down there, but get on my flight Sunday. So hopefully I can catch the first couple, at least first two quarters or something and just have my phone, have a hundred group me messages when I, when I land. Cause I know y'all going to be firing it up in there. Yeah, we got to, man. We got to. This this got to be, like I said, man, this needs to be one of the biggest, one of the bigger wins that we've had this season. Come out, take care of business. I mean, they got a good defense. They got a top 10 defense. But the way the Falcons have been trending, the Falcons have a top 10 defense. I mean, this has been a top 10 defense and total total defense. Um, so with that being said, we need to go ahead and establish ourselves early um, so that we're able to take care, not only take care of the ball, but take care of this team. You know, if you let a team hang around like how we did with Buffalo, they're going to make a play or two and they're going to have, they're going to be confident feel like they can make, you know, make some additional plays. So we got to do everything in our power to, to really um, kind of put them away um, early. And, and Matt's got to be better with the ball. Uh, we got to be better with all, all facets. So that's what I'm hoping to see as a Falcons fan, like the progression. Have we been our best yet? No. I'm okay with that. It's still early in the season, but I need to see the progression start to get there to where you start to say, okay, this is the team I remember who made it run into the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, hey, something we hadn't done in a while, but for anybody that's listened to our podcast over the past couple seasons, we used to have something called uh, AV's, you know, reason why <laughs> things suck. And just, you know, I pull, I was pulling up their schedule and they're two and two and, you know, we don't really ever have anything good to say about those guys. But, you know, they released Adrian Peterson the other day, which before the season, a lot of people, I, I felt like it wasn't a fit. And we we saw that with him being – I mean, traded. They traded him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you got anything – can you give us hate? <laughs> Find it deep inside you, the most di- diabolical hater <laughs> in the city of Atlanta when it comes to the Saints, AV. I mean, what's up with them boys right now, man? I mean, I think the move for them is probably, I mean, if you had to judge which side actually came out like as a winner, I mean, there can be no winners when you're involved with the Saints. But what <laughs> what I would tell you is that I think that, um, I mean, it was obviously not going to work. I think you saw the frustration from early on. I, I remember watching the Minnesota-New um, Orleans game on Monday night to open the season, and you could already see the confusion, the frustration um, between both sides. Right. So, I mean, you saw, you know, Adrian Peterson mouthing off to Sean Payton and, you know, you, you would see that Sean Payton would only give, you know, Adrian Peterson so many carries. And to be honest with you, he was the third best back in a backfield of three running backs. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to be honest about it, he wasn't a threat to catch the ball out of the backfield, which is what, you know, Sean Payton and Drew Brees like to do with that, with that uh, passing attack. So he was, he didn't have the same burst, doesn't have the same burst. Um, was clearly not as effective as Kamara or uh, Ingram down there. So, you know, why would he be somebody who you would want to continue to try to give the ball to? Because he, because he's a legend, because he's a future Hall of Famer. It, it didn't never really make sense. And, and really where he's going now is not really an ideal situation either. You know, Bruce well, Arians. He, he'll, he'll get the bulk of the carries. I don't know how yeah. fruitful that will be. 
They like to throw it around down. Yeah, they do. They do. Think about David Johnson, Ellington, and uh, they got some options there. Most as most teams do, but I mean, even going back to the off season, like you get. I mean, Mark Ingram played sixteen games for the only what first or second time in his career, Mm -hmm. versus four thousand yards, and then you sign AP. It's like, mm. I mean, drafting Alvin Kamara was a good, good move, I think. But you know, yeah, yeah, Kamara. I mean. Kamara is a solid back for him. I mean, you can see he complements Ingram pretty well, and he's a he's a tough runner as well. Um, but I just I never understood the Adrian Peterson move at all, and it got talked about like it was this was the missing piece. And I said, <laughs> Adrian Adrian Peterson is he's washed, like he's done. Yeah, like he's a legend, and he'll always be a legend. But as far as him being an effective running back in the NFL, those days are he's Stephen Jackson status now. Like that's <laughs> that's it's over with. Like he's just not that guy anymore. He looks like he's that guy, but as far as him running and actually playing, he's nowhere near where he used to be. So I, I didn't understand the move. And you see it failed. I mean, they got a draft pick, I guess, a conditional six round pick. I mean, that, that might be a practice squad player, maybe. I mean, in the way the way the Saints draft, that guy probably won't be in the league after one season. So <laughs> they 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 threw away like eight million dollars for what for a training camp in like three games? It just four games. It just didn't make sense. But eighty-one uh, yards rushing on the ground in his career, no touchdowns, twenty-seven carries. Uh, so not a not a good tenure for that guy. And I guess that's another reason why the Saints suck. Saints suck. There you go. <laughs> <Hey> yo. <laughs> Man, uh, you know uh, we definitely wanted this to be a quick hitter. I mean, I, I've kind of hit some of the points I wanted. Anything else can you, that you can think of regarding this upcoming game or observations, especially heading out after a bye week, which is pretty early. A few other yeah. teams had week five bye weeks. but Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Dan Quinn is one and one coming out of byes in his career. Um, this bye is the earliest bye he's had in his career. So, you know, I, I, last year was, at least for me, was Ken Dan Quinn coached. I don't have that question anymore, but I do want to see how he has this team ready to ready to play um, after they just have they've been sluggish, you know, uh, in a lot of different uh, facets this year. They've only Falcons only have two turnovers as a team uh, as far as on the defensive side. Um, and that's clearly overshadowed by all the giveaways we've given with interceptions and fumbles from the offense. So this team isn't doing anything if we're going to be in the negative from a, a point. I mean, a, a turnover differential. So. I really want to see how Dan Quinn has the guys inspired on Sunday, um, especially with a lot of the guys being healthy. Schrader being back is going to be huge for the offensive line. Um, you know, uh, Rico back there at free safety is going to help the back end of the defense. I just want to see how Dan Quinn has everybody ready to go. Uh, but if I had to give a prediction, I would say, I would say 30 to 17 Falcons would be my prediction. All right. I'm going with, uh, 28-10. I think the offense uh, comes out and handles business like they should, man. Finally, and finally, we see a you know a productive game from Matt Ryan because he's been kind of shaky so far. Yeah, they were saying on Pro Football Focus, um, Matt Ryan with uh, Ryan Schrader, even though Ryan Schrader's only played what a game and a drive so far, his passer rating is like I think near ninety. Um, he's averaging almost 10 yards a pass. You put uh, Sam Brillo in there, and it's – I mean, the passer rating has dropped tremendously. Yards per pass has, has dropped tremendously. Um, he's just nowhere near the same quarterback 
uh, without the same level of uh, of tackle. I mean, you think about you know how the rest of the line has played. Alex Mack has arguably been the best center in football. Um, we we've seen uh, Wes Schweitzer. You know, he struggled a lot to start the year. I think he's improved marginally. You know, he's not quite as bad as he was. But that's, I mean, he's a first-time starter, so that's expected. Um, you look at the left side of the line. You know, Jake Matthews has been solid, nothing special. Um, you know, we, we've we been okay on the offensive line, but when Schrader went down, you definitely saw some of the holes start to emerge. So, um, you know, it'll, it'll be good to see the line, like, fully healthy again and see how they how they can perform, so. We'll see what, uh, see what happens. But um, I'm, I'm excited about the game, and I'm, I'm hoping for a big win. So rise up, go Falcons. Rise up. I'm just excited to see the Falcons back on TV. It was kind of different not being – not sitting in front of TV and watching my team for one week. But, hey, well, we got 11 straight weeks now. No no uh, complaints there. Yeah, it's uh, it's go time. If, if it wasn't already being said – it's time to roll. We got to make it happen. This is it's the stretch right now. No more buys, no more nothing. It's time to make it happen. Yeah, and just hope for health because, man, having – you know, it kind of show how important having two big physical receivers with Julio and uh, Muhammad Sanu. Seeing those guys go down, and then you only have, you know, basically Hardy and Taylor Gabriel, like you're throwing to Taylor Gabriel on that fourth down. Man, those guys are important. And I mean, does it, in your opinion, does it highlight that we may need maybe one more guy in that receiver core that's that fits that mold of a, of a Julio or a Sanu, at least from a physical standpoint? I mean, I think the thing that it really highlights to me is that there's still a lot of room for uh, Sark to grow into the role because I feel like even with losing those two guys, and I heard Matt Ryan talk about this uh, in an interview. Where he said, you know, even if we lose, you know, our, you know, lose certain guys, we still expect the same level of production. So, I feel like those guys that were underutilized. Like we had said earlier, Freeman wasn't really utilized like he should have been in the passing game. Coleman, uh, Hooper. I don't feel like we necessarily need another big hulking receiver. I feel like what we need is better execution on the part of the guys who we have, like Justin Hardy and Nick Williams. Those guys, yeah, they're not big, they're not tall, but they're shifty, they're fast. I mean, they, they should be able to get behind defenses and make plays. And those guys really didn't, you know, you know, for the majority of that second half. So um, I I just think the guys got to play better. Honestly, I don't think we need to get more of the same type of receiver um, for like downfield vertical type of routes. We just got to be better with the routes that we, and the plays we call. So to me, it was more on Sark, not really having a full, like grasp of everybody's skill set. I think that's still probably where he's got the most opportunity to grow because everybody knows what Julio can do. Everybody knows what Sanu can do, but can you really maximize uh, Taylor Gabriel? That's the big question mark. Yeah, so yeah. Taylor Gabriel is definitely a key guy in that. I don't know that receiving core. So we shall see on Sunday, man. And looking forward to it, man. Another game, another Falcons game. I wish I could uh, meet up with the Bird Bros and. Kick it, kick it somewhere and watch the game, but but you know, schedules don't always sync. As long as we can hop on here every once in a while, be in a group me talking trash on the Kali or wherever we we uh, congregate, it's always appreciated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gonna make it happen, man. One of these days, once we get the whole squad together, man, yeah. we have to catch the game like we uh, like we used to. Yeah, man. Yep, for sure, for sure. Well, with that said, looking forward to game on Sunday. 
you know, find uh, Burr Bros on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And check us out on Twitter where, uh, you know, we'll tweet every once in a while and shoot us a message or whatever. We out here. Another season. Week six, Falcons, Dolphins coming up. Rise up. Go Falcons. Turn up. Whatever uh, phrase you got to use to get yourself in the game move. We'll see you next week. Peace.